Hello and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and we can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. We're back to normal scheduling this week, but I hope you enjoyed the double feature last Thursday and Friday. I really enjoyed making them and they were two really great monsters. So very much on to the next. We are heading over to ancient Persia this week for another mythical bird, as you know I love them. Yes, soaring into this episode is the Simorg. The Simorg is described as a giant winged creature with the body of a dog, claws of a lion and the body of a peacock, sometimes with a human woman's face. She has long sharp teeth, although never uses them, with feathers of a copper gold colour that reflect in the sun with a thousand different colours on a wingspan that stretches as wide as the mountains. It's large enough to carry off elephants, whales and other massive mammalian prey, but only does this to survive and is a completely benevolent creature to humans. She really hates snakes though, they are very much her mortal enemy. You may have noticed I dropped in a she or two there, and that's because we believe that she is 100% a female monster. She does also have mammalian features herself, as she is half dog, and so she breastfeeds her pups whenever she has them. We're not entirely sure how she has them, considering Simorg are usually always female, but due to their mythical nature, it's believed that they may be able to fertilise their own eggs in an asexual reproduction way. Although, we don't really know whether she would give birth to live young like a dog or eggs like a bird in that matter either. The Simorg is from ancient Persia, which we would now consider Iran. However, it is known throughout the old Persian Empire countries such as Georgia, Afghanistan, Azerbaijan, Armenia, Iraq, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan and Turkey, as well as some of Eastern Europe. However, she does really prefer an oasis-style habitat with plenty of water amongst the heat of the Middle Eastern sun. She prefers, though, to live on top of the mountain Kaf, although there is no geographical mountain called this on the map. Kaf, according to her stories, is the world's highest mountain peak and the most challenging to climb. However, the Simorg will be your reward when reaching the pinnacle, and may sometimes give you a gift in return. She sometimes lives in an entirely spiritual realm too though, in the heavenly sea of Persian mythology, the Virukasa, where the Galkarana tree sits. This tree grants immortality to all of those who eat from it, and the Simorg perches right at the top. When she leaves, it shakes the tree so much that the seeds eventually float down to earth, and create every plant we know of and cure all known illnesses. How about her powers though? Well, of course immortality is one, because she eats the fruit from this sacred tree. It's said that the Simorg has lived to see the world destroy itself three times over, and possesses the knowledge from all over the ages 
and all over the world over the course of at least 1,700 years before it promptly bursts into flames and ends its life. They are also known to be the purifiers of the land and sea and bestow fertility on all those around them. Because of this, she is known as a messenger between the earth and the sky, but also a symbol of fertility, health and well-being. They are also known as a symbol of kings due to their connection to the divine, and they were considered the messengers to declare a king's authority. They were very often seen depicted on the shoulders of kings and clerics as the voice of Ormud, the king of the Persian pantheon of gods, and we will get into that religion a little bit more later. For etymology though, Simorg is a Persian word and it comes from two roots, si meaning 30 and morg meaning birds, which scholars have attributed to them being the size of 30 birds. However, Simorg can also mean eagle, falcon or sparrowhawk, and they are very often attributed to the Sanskrit word Siena, which means divine figure. Lastly, in Armenian, Siramag means peacock, which is inspired by our wonderful monster. Their history goes back a very long way, in fact all the way to 600 BC, where the ancient Persians referred to the Simorg through symbols in some of their earliest texts, poems and through songs. Now an important note here is that Persia, if you didn't know, existed from 550 BC to 330 BC, so it was actually a pretty short run, but this is the period I'm talking to when I say ancient Persia. Iran didn't actually change to Iran until 1935, so it's a relatively new way to refer to one of the oldest civilizations on the planet, that not only were conquered, but were also conquerors. They also had their own religion called Zoroastrianism and their own pantheon of gods such as Ormud, who I mentioned earlier. This came with its own rules and practices that have eventually merged into Islam and other religions along the way, but it is considered one of the ancient religions very much like Hellenism and the Norse beliefs as well. I won't get too into this now because it's not massively relevant to this monster, but it is relevant to other Persian monsters, so I know we will cover it another time. It's just nice to put out there as context for this whole story and for the culture and geography of this monster. The Persian Empire itself also isn't too important in this monster's history, but it does explain its influence across other Middle Eastern countries, as they were all part of the same empire during the period of this monster's highest influence. We have many stories throughout the ages that reinforce this monster and her backstory. She was most famously mentioned in the Sharnema or the Book of Kings, which was published between 977 and 1010 AD and is considered the world's longest epic poem that was written by the Persian poet Fadosi. In this, the Simorg is drawn in by the cries of an albino prince, Zal, who was left on the mountain range, the Alborz, by his father, King Sam, who thought he was a demon because of his albinism. The Simorg adopted the child and raised him as her own, learning all about the knowledge of the world. But as he got older, he started to pine for the human world, and although the Simorg was really sad to see him go, she gave him three golden feathers to burn if he ever needed her. 
When he got back to human civilization, he fell in love with a woman and she became pregnant with a son. However, the labor was long and painful and his wife would have died in labor if it would continue for much longer. So he burned one of the feathers to summon the Simorg and she taught him how to perform a caesarean section and both the wife and child were saved. The son, Rostam, went to be one of Persia's greatest legendary heroes. Now, she does actually appear later in the epic, the Simorg, where it was killed by another legendary hero, Esfandia, who decapitates the bird. But once the monster dies, its offspring rise up to fight for her, but unfortunately, they are also killed, which is very sad. Another story in which the Simorg appears is The Conference of the Birds, which is another Iranian poem written in the 12th century by Farad Uddin Attar. In this story, there are a group of pilgrim birds who are in search of the legendary Simorg to be their leader. The Hoppo currently leads this collection of 30 birds, all representing a human fault, which would prevent someone from becoming enlightened. When they finally reach the Simorg's home on their journey, they only find a lake where they see their own reflections, implying that they themselves are the Simorg all along, which blinks the whole thing that Simorgs are the size of 30 birds put together. The Simorg lives on, though, within Iranian culture as a symbol of divinity, fertility, but also of unity and persistence, as well as being a role model for well-behaved children. It's also used in a whole load of heraldry, as well as in murals, on coins, and in ancient pottery and metalwork. What could the Simorg actually be, though? The most common thought is that any of these mythical birds from this area might be a type of bearded vulture, as these are very often linked to Persian mythology and are still revered by several groups throughout the world. In Zoroastrian culture, Vultures are considered incredibly beneficial to the environment, as they completely pick apart corpses and carrion, preventing any kind of contamination of the soil and water for local people. They could also potentially be eagles though, as there is a large eagle species, the Eastern Imperial Eagle, which has a wingspan of around 7 feet, and can happily pick up some larger prey such as deer and horses. In the myth space, though, the closest relative to the Simorg is the Huma bird from Persian mythology. This equally legendary bird is also from Iran and is referred to as the bird of paradise who never lands on the ground. Both of these birds are heavily linked to the Greek phoenix as both of them burst into flames to end their own lives and are both reborn from the ashes. The Greeks had a heavy influence on the Persians and vice versa, especially with Alexander the Great actually ending the Persian Empire. I have covered the phoenix before, but I'm yet to cover the Huma bird. It is on the list, but if you want to know anything more about the phoenix, please do check out that episode. There are also some other mythical birds and bird hybrids that are often linked to this one, such as the Arabian roc, which I covered a few years ago, the Turkish anchor bird, the Jewish Zizbird and Anzu from Mesopotamian mythology. There's also the Sphinx from Greek and Egyptian mythology that has the body of a lion and wings of a bird, as well as being incredibly knowledgeable, and the Griffin from literally all over the world, 
with a bird's face, wings, and then a lion's body. But because the Simorg lies in all of these different sectors with hybrids as well as birds, it's quite common to associate it to almost every bird monster within mythology. So I'll stop it there to save you from a list. But now, speaking of lists, for modern media. We don't really have anything for the Simorg precisely, but we do have some for other Middle Eastern legendary birds, so I've mostly filled this out with them. For art, have a look at Zal and the Simorg on Mount Cuff, and Simorg returning to nest to Zal and its chicks from the Shamnameh, or The Flight of the Simorg by Basawan from 1590 for very classical art prints of them. For movies, have a look at Simbad, The Legend of the Seven Seas, Godzilla, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, Fantasia 2000, Big Bird in China, Mulan, Harry Potter, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, X-Men, Revenge, Star Trek First Contact, The Seventh Voyage of Simbad, Aladdin, which is the 2019 version, and The Magic Crane. For TV, you can find these in My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, Aladdin, Supernatural, Stargate, Pokemon Indigo League, Legacies, Merlin, Gargoyles, Avatar The Last Airbender, One Piece, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, X-Men, Power Rangers, Digimon, Charmed, Dark Shadows, Conan the Adventurer, The Phoenix, Princess Resurrection, Dragon Ball, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Digimon. In video games, they're in Age of Mythology, Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, Monster Rancher, Mega Man, Pokemon, Scribblenauts, Soul Sacrifice Delta, Starcraft, Two Who Project, World of Warcraft, God of War, Golden Sun, Dwarf Fortress, Sonic and the Secret Rings, Skies of Arcadia, Shin Megami Tensei, and Sayaku Journey West. My book recommendation this week is the Oriental Storybook Arabic Folk Tales, a collection of ancient tales of the East by Elena Grand. And generally, try and get your hands on a copy of Arabian Nights. It is a fantastic bunch of stories by a bunch of authors in the Middle Ages from the Middle East. So have a look. It's still a great read. I really recommend it. But now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I'm going to say that this one is most likely a case of mistaken identity with one of those birds that I mentioned earlier. They're big birds, and I can totally see that someone might see one of these eagles and think that it's a mythical bird due to its size. However, I love that they go all the way back to these epic poems, and that in itself is a testament to their existence in my books. I also really love any kind of legendary birds, and I've got a whole load in the calendar this year. I just know that we had the Piazza Bird 2, so it's kind of nice to keep them similar and fun in the same vein. One of my favourite concepts that is always really prevalent within bird monsters is that they can be really similar but all the way across the world from each other, much like the Phoenix and the Fenhuang for example. And this one is no different with its connection to the Phoenix and the Huma Bird as well as all of those others. But what do you think? Did the Simorg fly through the skies of ancient Persia? Let me know on Twitter, I would love to know what you think. Another fabulous mythical bird. I feel like we're collecting these like Pokemon now. This one might be more like Ho-Oh if I've got any Pokemon fans in the house. 
although it really doesn't match up to any Pokemon that I know of, at least. Next week, we are coming over here to Britain, specifically up north in Yorkshire and Lancashire, for a scaly water demon that you might know from Harry Potter. It's the Grindelow. Keep your kiddos away from the lake next Thursday when we go up north together, and I am going up north next week, so it does work. For now, though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, Threads and Instagram are MythMonsters Podcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. But all of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, Buy Me A Coffee and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes.